All right, all right, here we are yet again with another episode of English and Coffee. We're coming up on that 200th episode. It'll be here before we know it. I've got something special planned for that. It's about probably, what, four or five episodes away. But today we're sitting outside of Walmart and sipping another McDonald's iced caramel coffee. And I figured with all this monkeypox and COVID BS going around in the news, that we would just talk about childhood illnesses, you know, everyday illnesses, and just go into a little bit of what I experienced as a youth coming up and how we dealt with some of those situations. Some of the home remedies and just basic things so you can get the vocabulary to know how to just talk about it in layman's terms, as they say in everyday English. How would you talk about, you know, being sick, a nosebleed, broken arm or fracture, something like that. So that's what we're going to get into. Hope you got your coffee. As you know, we have the background noises from the vehicles passing on the street. There goes a Harley. Somebody uh, has been watching the Dukes of Hazard or Sons of Anarchy, but I'm going to take this sip and we're going to kick things off. This caramel here, or caramel, I figured it would have been um, good like that one I told you all about maybe six, seven episodes back when I said it's one of the best cups of iced caramel coffee I ever had. The same guy prepared the coffee, but I think tonight he was slacking. He was slacking just a little bit because it's a little more, you know, watered down. There was a little bit of caramel at the bottom, but I mean, that, that first cup he gave me, I mean, it was just all the way through. But this time, it's just not as much caramel in it. So we're going to work with it. We're not complaining. Let's go. So when you think about everyday illnesses, childhood illnesses, it's easier for me to go back to childhood illnesses because that's where I probably experienced the most of the uh, complications that you can as a person living on this earth and then coming across a health issue or a situation. So nosebleeds were something I dealt with. A nosebleed is when blood drips from your nose. That's either your blood pressure has gone up too high or you just have spontaneous nosebleeds. This is something that can happen in the middle of the night. You wake up at two o'clock. This is normally dealing with childhood stuff. These are things that I had to deal with. So if you have a child, your kid may wake up four in the morning or just come home or sit there watching TV and his nose just start bleeding for no unknown reason. And this is something you would have to deal with. I would have, I don't know, five to six different nosebleeds a night, just random. And I got to the point where I was tired of it. So I would go ahead and stop the bleeding by plugging my nose and going back to sleep. I just wasn't going to sit in the bathroom, you know, for two hours trying to get it to stop. I was tired, so I would just stick it in my nose. Now, this is with me going into my teenage years where I would just stick the plug up there, go back to sleep. Might be a little bit of blood on the pillow when I woke up, but it is what it is. Nosebleeds, very common. Most people, if you see one, an adult get one, they've probably gotten hit in the nose or bumped their nose against something, or maybe they were digging in there too much. You know, real talk, layman's terms. We're just putting it out there. We're not getting all medical heavy, you know, with the lingo because I'm not a doctor. I'm not a physician. I'm just an everyday person who's experienced health that also knows English. So I challenge you to speak about a nosebleed if you've had one. How would you use it in your language that you have, the English that you have? How would you express it? A nosebleed, some people might say um, they had a little... Uh, blood coming from the nose. They might say they had um, high blood pressure and one of the symptoms of that, nosebleed. High blood pressure, that's a basic thing. A lot of people that eat a lot of salty foods, you know, chips, a lot of pork, 
you know. I keep pork to a minimum, but a lot of pork, things like that, that could raise your blood pressure, also causing nosebleed. But hypertension and high blood pressure, those are silent killers. A lot of people die every year just from the foods they eat, not watching their blood pressure. You know, I mean, you only get one body, and if you're just loading it full of all that good, greasy, fatty, salty food, then you're not going to be here too long. Normally you see that with overweight people, but you can find it with somebody who may even be underweight if they eat a lot of salty foods and just not monitoring their health. Because as you eat all these things, you know, your arteries get clogged, you know, and then the blood has to pump harder and harder, so it's more work for your heart. It's not like you can just take your heart out and replace it, you know. You got to preserve it, so you hope, you hope it's at 60%, but it could be at 30%. You could be one french fry away from you know a visit to the er but hopefully not i mean this coffee it's a stimulant has caffeine in it increases your heart rate but i mean these are things you have to watch so everyday illnesses a cold who hasn't had a cold sneezing coughing hacking talking with your stuffed up nose you know ears clogged ears sinuses those are basic things. Now, if you get into something a little more, a little more serious, like the flu, right? Cold and the flu, pretty much similar, but the flu will lay some people out. Some people just can't deal with being sick, you know? You could take a man, he could be 250 pounds, look like a bodybuilder, an Adonis, a pure god, right? And you give him a cold. He will be laid up like a three-year-old girl, right? Honey, can you go do this for me? Honey, can you go do that for me? I've seen it. Women, they're more resilient than men. You know, they'll go in there, they'll have a cold, and they'll keep pushing. They'll take care of the kids. They'll go to work, do what they got to do. Unless, unless the flu just really lays them out. Me, I'm somebody who doesn't get sick a lot in my older years. I mean, I've probably had the flu one time, and it literally lasted 24 hours. I felt when it came on because I felt a pressure behind my eyes. I believe I talked about it in one of my early podcasts. But I feel a little pressure behind my eyes, and that's how I know when I've got the flu. But that's only happened like maybe once or twice. And they what, I went home one day, and that was it. But other than that, I just walked through it. I haven't had anything to just lay me out. Thank God, you know, I'm healthy for that. But it's a lot of people, though, they just can't deal with that. Pneumonia, I've never experienced pneumonia, but pneumonia... That's on another, that's probably the flu times 10. I know a lot of people out there have experienced pneumonia, walking pneumonia. I've known people with walking pneumonia. I've also known people with tuberculosis, which is a little more serious. I've known people with whooping cough. You know, these are just some, some conditions that are just on a whole nother chart, a whole nother scale. But it's all dealing with the respiratory, you know, asthma. Now, that's something I personally had a lot of experience with as a youth, asthma. I had asthma probably, I don't know, I'll just say up to 10 years old. I had to take steroids for it. My parents ruined the taste of applesauce for me. They put my steroids, you know, the little medicine, the little capsule with the little powder pills or whatever. They put it in my applesauce, mixed it in like I, like I didn't know what it was. Yeah, it just killed the taste of applesauce. So I cannot eat applesauce to this day without tasting that medicine. But I'll eat it every now and then, but it's not something that I'll, I'll buy. But I grew out of it, you know. You'll hear a lot of times uh, somebody may have seizures as a child, asthma as a child, and they say they'll grow out of it. Maybe that's that whole growing pains. I don't know how you 
actually grow out of something, but for a lot of us, that's what happens. You know, you can be very sick as a child, and then you get older, you know, your immune system kicks in, and then you're just barely sick at all. So maybe it's good to be sick a lot when you're young, you know, to be going through different things, you know, colds, earaches, sinus infection, you know, all these little issues. Get that out of the way because you would rather deal that would deal with that when you're a kid and your body's still growing, it's getting stronger than when you're like 40, 50, 60 years old and your immune system's on the decline. Let's see what another everyday illness or childhood illness can be. We're all adults here. So I'm going to ask you, what happens when you eat too much food? When you eat too much food for a long period of time, you're eating foods like cheese and bread and rice and starch, right? If you eat all that food, it's got to go someplace, right? So when you end up in a situation like that and your body just locks up, you know, your system locks up, it doesn't operate like it's supposed to. Food goes in one end, goes through the other end right? Basics. We're not getting gross here. We're just talking about the basics. Food goes in one end, comes out the other. But what happens when the food goes in and it stays there? And then more food comes in and it stays there. And then more food comes in and then it stays there. And then you're feeling like you're about to explode, but you can't. You feel like you're about to explode, but you can't. And then sometimes you may not even feel anything, but you've been eating all week pizza, shrimp, Lobster, steak, beef, soup, candy, popcorn, whatever you want to eat. You've been eating all week and it's just been going in. Hasn't been going out the other way. So what happens then? Something called constipation. You have an impaction. There is a blockage, right? I don't think there's one person on this earth who hasn't experienced this. Now, why are we talking about this? This is because it's everyday English. It's everyday illnesses, little symptoms, health concerns, that you will experience. But how do you talk about it in English, right? I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't change. It doesn't change the fact that it still hurts or it's something you deal with. You know, in another language, you have to be able to talk about it. You go talk to the doctor. Doctor says, what's wrong? Well, I haven't been able to pass any of this food that I've been eating all week. Oh, well, you may have an impaction. Now, for some people that have serious impactions, the doctor has to go in there and help them out, right? Because they've gone and tried all the little home remedies. They've tried laxatives, the little saline solutions or castrol oil or whatever home remedy, old wives tale that they've concocted at home. They've tried all that and nothing has worked. But what can happen is your body can start to shut down because your bowels, all that food, if it's just trapped in there, it's not processing, it's not breaking things down, so you're not even getting the nutrients you need and that stuff becomes toxic because it just sits in your body. You know what it's like when it comes out of your body, but imagine that just sitting in your body for weeks. Weeks, weeks, that's, that's not good at all. You already know it's nothing good when it comes out, but if it's just sitting in your body, that'll, that'll destroy you. And there's a lot of people who just have problems with their intestines. They have problems with their bowels. They just don't have those regular, you know, one to two days or three, four times a day, whatever someone's schedule is, they just don't have that in that inflow and outflow. They just don't have it like that. So what they have to do is meet with a doctor, get some type of medication just to level that out because, I mean, that will destroy you. That will take somebody out. 
So that's definitely something that most people deal with. Headaches. Headaches. Now, migraines and headaches, two different things. Migraine, headache times 10. Headache, a basic headache, which I can say that I've experienced. I've never really been laid out from a headache. I've had headaches. I consider it to be when my head starts feeling weird. I get this little, have a slight pressure in my head, a little tingle, but I mean, I'm not laid out. Like some people just become complete babies when they have a headache. Oh, I have a headache. I can't do anything. Like it's not that freaking serious. I mean, you might feel a little pounding in your head, but it, it just really depends on what someone's pain threshold is. If you're not used to pain or discomfort, then I mean, you're going to have a long, a long ride ahead. You know, so that's why it's best to just deal with a lot of things while you're a child. Nosebleeds, headaches, all those different things. Because it's, it's nothing worse than seeing some 30-year-old woman with a headache and she acts like the, the world stops. You know, the world stops. I have a headache. I can't, I can't do anything. You have a headache, you can't do anything. Do you have a migraine or do you have a headache? Because there's a difference. You know? Some people's headaches, though, are so severe... You know, the pounding, that they're light sensitive. They can't even look at the light without it just hurting their head. Now, when you have a fever, a fever, you can get a good glimpse of a headache. A fever, that's another illness that people experience is when your temperature goes up. You know, 98.6 is the normal. I don't know what it is by your uh, metrics if you don't use the same stuff we use. But 98.6, that's the basic, right? But when you're dealing with 102, you know, 103, a temperature of 103, that's when your head, you have that pressure in your head where when you get up, you feel lightheaded. Or you go to move your head and you just feel your head. Your head feels heavy. You know, a fever, that's nothing to play with. Fever, a lot of times they'll say, uh, what do they say, starve a cold, feed a fever. This is when you're just feeling miserable. There's really not a whole lot you can do. Your body's overheating. You have to cool it down. So you take your little Theraflu, you take your little Dimetap, you take your NyQuil or whatever home remedy you have, and you try to get that temperature down. It's really dangerous for kids, you know, young babies and things like that. When they Imagine some little three-year-old with a temperature of 103. You know what it does to a grown adult. You know, you know how you feel when you have a fever. But just imagine a little tiny baby that's probably 30 pounds and it's got a temperature of 103. That's, that's scary, so you definitely have to get them to the, uh, to the ER, get them some kind of chewables, aspirin. You know, these aren't recommendations for treatment, but you just definitely have to be aware when a little baby has a fever. It's nothing to play with. And it's hard to tell when kids are sick because they can't talk. You know, they're not gonna say, oh, I have a pounding sensation in my head, I have pressure behind my eyes, I'm light sensitive, little off balance, little off kilter when I walk kid isn't going to break it down like that for you so parents definitely have to be observant they have to watch their kid they have to know their behavior so i imagine being the individual that's sick is easier than being the parent that has to watch their kid being sick now a lot of people you know are in some situations to where their kids are just dealing with stuff that we don't even want to imagine you know we've seen the films maybe you've personally experienced something but there are some parents out there that are just dealing with some crazy, insane stuff that an adult wouldn't even have to deal with. Like an adult doesn't even want to deal with. But we deal with it, but we're adults. 
you know, so we know, yeah, you still got to pay the bills. You still got to get up and go to work. Yeah, it sucks, but life carries on. But when it's a child, you know, that hasn't, doesn't have all that, that foundation, you know, or doesn't even know how to describe what's going on. I mean, it could be very, very tough, very emotional for people. So hopefully nobody out there has had to experience anything like that, going through anything like that. If you are, prayers are with you. I mean, but this is life. These are everyday situations. Now, that's a rare situation, but for some people, that is the everyday. That's something they deal with, you know. You may have a child that's born with a deformity, you know, and they're an adult now, but they're born with a deformity. I mean, the basic ones, you have, what, a cleft lip, you know. I mean, that's, okay, it is what it is. This is an adult. Who cares? Like, it's just like, okay, grow a mustache. Or if it's a lady, it's like, okay, well, she's got a cleft lip. I mean, it is what it is. Get the little surgery, you stitch it up. I mean, but when you're a child, it's difficult to handle other kids at school because, Children can be cruel. We all know that. I mean, we're talking about this. We're learning English. We're speaking the truth, the real life, the life that we live every day. But kids, I mean, they have no filter. They will just say whatever they say, whether it's an educated response or an uneducated response. But if you don't have the emotional bandwidth to handle it, it can, it can just destroy a child. There'll be kids going home crying. It's like, okay, let's say a kid's only got He's got two fingers missing. He was born with two fingers missing. It's like, okay, he's cool. He's learned how to do everything he needs to do. But he goes to school, he reaches for the book, and he's only got three fingers, and everybody starts laughing. That's tough. That's very tough. You know, disabilities, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother construction, right? But for some people, that's an everyday thing. Now, it's not an illness like a cold or a flu, but it's deformity that they're going to have to learn to live with. They're going to have to learn to adapt to overcome that shortcoming and just to get through the day. And there's a lot of resilience in that. You know, I always wish that people could get to that level of resilience without having to go through something as severe, something as dramatic. But a lot of times that's what happens. If you've ever known, let's just say an adult, right? Maybe they're very outgoing, very outspoken person, big social life, girlfriends, boyfriends, parties, whatever. And they get into a car accident right? And they can't walk anymore. Or maybe just for six months, they can't walk. They broke their leg. Now they have to sit down like everybody else. They can't go here. They can't go there. Everybody's got to come to them, right? And then they find out who their friends are by who actually shows up. So they're sitting there six months, can't move their leg, or they're in a wheelchair for six months, and nobody comes to the house. But once before, they were the life of the party. Everybody loved them because they were always there. So now they have to question, was it really all about me or did I just think it was about me? Was I really that important? You know, then they start having a complex because then they have to reevaluate themselves. And then when they get back on their feet, they're much better for it because they had to do some soul searching. They went inside themselves and, and learned that, yeah, I'm sitting here running to all these people, but nobody's running to me. And your time and need, the one time you're down, nobody shows up, right? So these things kind of bounce off of each other. You know, one kind of triggers the other a lot of times. But like I said, I mean, this is everyday health. These are just some of the things that people deal with. And of course, you got mental illness, but that's a whole nother bag. That's not a, an everyday health issue. But that's also another, I'm not going to say a disability. I'm going to call it a disorder 
that some people have to deal with. You know, but not going to say mental illness is easier to deal with than missing a leg. Because they, they can all be hardships. But I think any hardship, you can learn to adapt and learn to excel even with that. So it adds to your story of adversity. You know, there's no superhero that's just a superhero because he didn't go through something. You know, Spider-Man, he had to get bitten by the spider. Look at the Joker, even though he's a villain, but he had to go and fall in the vat, you know, and get all, get his skin bleached, whatever version of Batman and Joker you've seen. Get his skin bleached, cut his freaking face. He had to go through a lot of hardship to get to the point that he's at. Batman, his parents had to get killed before he became Batman, Superman, his whole planet, you know, just about destroyed. They had to send him in a capsule to a whole nother planet, you know, hardship. So you can fall to these hardships or you can rise like the phoenixes, they say, you know, Wolverine, Wolverine going on a tangent here, but it's still related. Wolverine, he had the, what, the regeneration ability, right? But then they took him. Right? They took him, put the adamantium, outlined his bones with it, right? So now it goes through his skin and stuff like that when he, you know, closes his fist. But that was a great deal of pain. I'm sure he didn't ask for that. He didn't say, hey, go ahead and put this adamantium in my body. I want an adamantium plated skeleton. You know, nobody asks for those things. Sometimes we're born with them. Sometimes they are done to us, but we have to rise, overcome, you know? We can't blame anybody for what has happened. We can only control what's happening right now at this moment. So if you're somebody who's experienced illness, you know, an everyday illness, sickness, or somebody who currently is going through something right now, can't look at the past and say, well, if I did this, well, if I did that, 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 that time's already over. You look at what you can do today. How can today be the best day that I can have? Or... How can today be the best day that I can help someone else have, right? You got to put things in perspective. It's very easy to fall in those dark holes. Poor me. Why me? Why is this happening to me? You know, I hope, like I said, I hope everybody listening to this has a very, very, very long life with no issues at all. No issues with money, no issues with health, no issues with your spiritual beliefs, no issues with your love life. I hope that every time you hit the bedroom, there's somebody in there waiting on you right? Waiting for you. I hope that every time you go to the church or wherever you go, you get the words that you need to be strong. I hope that every time you sit down at the table to eat, your plate is full. You know what I mean? That's what I want for all of you. But as we know in the real world, for some people, that isn't the case. That isn't the case. So we have to all strive to do better. But we're going to keep this one at what, 21 minutes? I was trying to keep it under 20. But we're going to keep this one at 21 minutes. So what did we talk about today? We talked about everyday illnesses. We talked about colds. We talked about fevers. We talked about nosebleeds. We talked about impactions. We talked about disabilities, right? Drinking coffee. This is life. But you be safe out there. Like I said, don't forget we have the 200th episode coming up got something special planned for that be on the lookout for it let people know about it you know anybody out there that's studying english and they're like hey i need something to listen to or i have to work on my listening skills make sure you point them this way point them to the podcast and also don't forget 
got transcripts, www.englishandcoffee.org can be found there. I appreciate you guys. I enjoyed it, and I will see you in the next one.